Good evening. This is Patrick Donahue. Appreciate you listening every week at this same time to the Bible Crossfire radio program. Um, a verse that we might mention every now and then on the program is Matthew fifteen fourteen. Jesus here is probably talking about the Pharisees, some religious leaders of his day. He says, let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Now, Jesus is teaching by analogy here. He does that constantly. I mean, the parables are analogies. The analogy here is two blind men, say, walking through a pasture, and they come upon a ditch. What's going to happen? Well, likely they're both to fall in because one of them needs to be able to see to say, hey, let's go around the ditch or let's go over the bridge or whatever. Two blind men come upon a ditch. They're likely both to fall in the ditch. Now, the spiritual parallel to that is this. The blind leader represents the false religious teacher, like the Pharisees or any other false religious teacher. The blind follower represents us if we allow that false teacher to lead us astray. Now, what would the ditch represent? Well, that would represent being lost, going to the bad place. You see, a lot of people may have this idea. Well, I'm responsible to follow my pastor. If he teaches something wrong, he'll be held responsible for that, but not me because I'm supposed to follow him. No, this verse, Jesus is making it clear that you're ex- you're going to be held responsible for what you believe. You're expected to check what he says, as the Bereans did in Acts 17, verse 11. If that blind leader leads you astray into false doctrine, not only will he be lost, you're going to end up in the ditch with him. You're going to end up being lost too. So that means it's critical that we study the Bible for ourselves to find out if what is being taught on to us is so on this program or on TV or on uh, at your church. Whatever is being taught, make sure it's so. I mentioned the Bereans. Here's how that verse in Acts 17, verse 11 reads. Talking about Paul, the Bereans' reaction to Paul preaching, verse 11 says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. So here these people were were, as I said, Paul's one of the most famous preachers of his day. They didn't just accept what he said blindly, and they're complimented highly for not doing so. Instead, they made sure what Paul preached matched up with the Scriptures. Because do that with me today or any other preacher today, because what we say is not necessarily the truth. What the Bible says is from God. It's inerrant. We can make mistakes in trying to explain it to you. You make sure what we say matches up with the Scripture. And that's how you're going to keep a blind leader, a false teacher, from leading you into the ditch leading you to being lost by following his false teaching. Anton from Canada, long time no here. That's for sure. (laughs) On Facebook, how are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing great. How have you been doing, Anton? I'm fantastic, thanks. So you you always say that the Bible is your uh, measuring stick, right? You, You go what the Bible teaches, right? Yes, you do. Shouldn't that you be? Do, shouldn't you, that be our? Uh, shouldn't that be everybody's goal, Anton? Absolutely, yeah. That's okay. Uh, good. Christian should, good. Uh, that's that's what they should be the measuring stick, yeah, for sure. Right. You teach that uh, that that babies are born without sin, right? Right, because Ezekiel eighteen, chapter uh, verse twenty says that. That's why I teach that. Yeah. So and does it also Ecclesiastes. So does uh, hold on. So does also Ecclesiastes seven twenty nine. Right. Go ahead. Can now go ahead, Anton. Me, uh, can you please read for me Psalm 51, verse 5? Okay. 
Psalms 51, verse 5. We think David is the writer here. The title for the chapter says David is. And he says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Okay? So I read that. Yeah, I, I would say NIV, NIV is reading quite like a, just a tiny bit different, but but mm-hmm. but still the same same idea that uh, it mm-hmm. says that we are born in sin and that my mother conceived me in sin, right? What would that What would that mean? Did the NIV say he was born in sin? Something is that, like that what that, the NIV right? says? Do you have the NIV. Do, no, do you no have the NIV? I don't have the NIV handy, but this the King James. Let's just go with the King James because I do have that handy. Behold, I was yeah, shapen okay. in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Now, what part okay. of that verse do you think proves that babies are born with sin? Do you well, think I the mean, in sin did my mother conceive me? So let's talk and about the second part first. So, me. so let's talk about the second part first, if that's what you're mm-hmm. talking about. It says, in sin did my mother conceive me. So who, according to that, who was in sin when David was conceived, assuming this was talking about David, assuming this is David, who was in sin when David was conceived, according to that? In sin did my mother conceive me. According to the rules of English language, Anton, who was in sin when David's mother conceived him? Well, uh, both uh, the, the mother and and uh, the baby are both in sin because uh, no, no. After, oh, go, after, go ahead. After, after Adam, uh, all, all humanity... Is, is is sinful, uh, born born in sin. But well, Anton, you're just no, making. There's no one without sin. No, no, not Okay, one. Anton, you're just making a statement about what you believe. Let's go actually back that, to the text. No, no, and no, no. It all it also says in Romans that there is. Anton, there remember, is, I'm paying for this program. I'm gonna have to cut you off if you won't let me talk at all. You, you, okay. You cut me so off I don't want to have to cut you off. Absolutely. Now, hold go on. Ahead. Let's go back to the text. You stated what you believed, but in but if according to the rules of language, when the verse says, in sin did my mother conceive me, that doesn't say David was in sin, the one that was born. It says the mother was in sin. Now, I didn't write that. You think this proves people were born in sin, but it doesn't say that. It says, in sin did my mother conceive me. And of course, David's mother was in sin and, and when, he, when he was conceived. Okay, so we've looked at that verse. Now, let's go to Ezekiel 18.20, because this is going to settle it for everybody. So we looked at the verse you brought up, Anton, and actually the verse doesn't teach that David was born in sin, but that his mother was in sin when it she conceived it, David. It, it, now, it absolutely does, yeah. Right. So, so Ezekiel 18.20 says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity. Hold on, Anton. Let me finish reading this verse, and I'll let you talk. Neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. So the first part of that verse, Anton, says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Now, that seems pretty clear to me to be saying we don't inherit sin from our ancestors. Seth, the third son of Adam and Eve, did not inherit sin from his parents. I don't inherit sin from my dad, Kenneth Donahue. It says the son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Okay, Anton, you've been pretty patient. Let me talk. You go ahead. Talk about Ezekiel 18.20. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's totally understandable that whoever sins has to, has to bear the consequences of that sin. If, if, uh, if I kill someone, my son is not going not gonna to bear the consequences of that sin because 
because I, I did I did the killing uh, or the murder, whatever it is. Uh, that's that's that is just logical. Okay, so like Cain, they're not born in sin. So Cain killed his his brother. You're saying that Cain's son didn't inherit the sin of Cain in killing his brother Abel, right? He wasn't responsible for Cain's sin. No. No, he wasn't. Cain's son. Cain's son was not responsible. Held responsible for Cain's murder of Abel, right? Of, of course not. Now, why do you think Seth is held responsible for? Adam's sin when Adam ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil then. That's just another sin like murder. Adam and Eve ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. By the way, when God told them not to eat of it, he said, in the day that you eat, you shall surely die. He didn't say Anton and Pat would surely die. He said, you, Adam and Eve, will surely die. Why do you think, Anton, why do you think, let me finish the question, Anton, when Adam and Eve sinned and ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, why do you think their son, Seth, inherited the uh, guilt of that? Why did Seth inherit the guilt of what? Of, of, of Adam and Eve's sin? sin when they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why do you think? No, what not, makes you think that Seth that inherited sin. it? Huh? Not for that. Not for that sin. But for but uh, but the uh, for for any sin that Seth would have committed, he was responsible. Okay, so you and I are then in but, agreement. Hold on, you and I are in agreement, Anton, that babies then are not born in sin because Seth was not born guilty of the sin in Adam and Eve. You and I are in agreement. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. So you just said babies are not born in sin. You just said Seth did not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anton, let me finish my sentence. If you don't mind, let me finish my sentence. Okay. You just said Seth did not inherit the guilt of Adam's sin when he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but Seth was responsible for his own sin. Well, that's exactly what I believe, that babies are not born in sin. That's exactly what we're saying. Everybody's responsible for their own sin. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. All right, now go ahead, Anton. Okay, well, uh, that's that, like I'm, I'm still not agreeing with you on that, but, but I want to ask you, uh, at, at what point do babies, when they, when they grow older, at what, at what point do they, do they need Jesus? Okay. How about, let's let Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 29, answer that question. And so it says, Lo, this only have I found, that God hath made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. Now, just let, look, think about that verse, Anton. I don't know if you're looking at your Bible. But it says, God made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. That man that he made upright, is that talking about just Adam? Or is it talking about, as some translations have, mankind? Is it just talking about Adam, or is it talking about mankind upright? Made man, man, mankind upright. Anton? Man, man, is, man is man. Man is like uh, when it says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, then it's all man. It's, it's, uh, he made man upright, but man sinned. And man, man are born in sin. And they are, they wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They need a, they, they need a savior. Okay. Anton, you just contradicted you, yourself. You said God made I'm man. man. Anton, please try not to interrupt me, and I'll try not to interrupt you. I'm sorry for the times I've interrupted you, okay? I probably have. Try not to interrupt my sentences, because we can't have good conversation if I'm interrupting you, and I'm sorry for that, or if you're interrupting me. What you just said is that God made man, mankind, mankind upright, but they're born in sin. Now, that to me sounds like a direct contradiction. You just said what the verse said, God made man... Mankind upright, 
But then you said babies are born in sin. How, which one of those is true? God made man up, man up, mankind upright or babies are born in sin. Which one is true, they, they Anton? Are, well, okay, let me answer the question if I may. Okay, go ahead, God, Anton. Sorry. God doesn't, God doesn't make mistakes. God makes perfect, uh, perfect things. When he made, when he created uh, the, the man, he said it was very good. He, he makes, he makes things very good, but, but man messed up and they have, they have sinned and ever since they sinned, Men are, are born in sin, and they are fallen creatures, and they, they need a Savior. Everybody needs a Savior from baby on to old man. Everyone needs a Savior. All right. So, Anton, you said in Ecclesiastes 7.29, it says, God hath made man upright. You said that's not just talking about Adam. It's talking about mankind, which would mean you and me, too. We're part of mankind. So, so this is saying that God made Anton, Anton and Pat upright, but the reason... We're lost is because we seek out, the King James says, many inventions. Don't think light bulbs there. It's talking about many sinful schemes. According to this verse, Anton is saying God made mankind upright, which you agree with. That would include you and me. And the reason yeah. we're lost is not because of Adam's sin. It says, but they, they, plural, have sought out many inventions or sinful schemes. The reason that you're lost, Anton, the reason that I'm lost is not because of Adam's sin, because we're made upright. We're born completely innocent of sin, but we're lost because of our own sin. Sin is not something you inherit. You inherit things like your eye color, hair color, your, how tall you are maybe, but sin is more like washing your hands or riding a bike. It's something you do. You don't inherit washing your hands or riding a bike. That's something you do. Go ahead, Anton. Your DNA is passed from generation to generation. It's it's not, uh, it's, it's not uh, you know... Uh, uh, something that, uh, you know... It, it yes, but sin sure. does not... Uh, right. 50, Psalm 51, verse 5 says that we are conceived in sin and we are born in sin. So that... Okay. That was it. All right. Thank you for your call, Anton. But c please continue uh, to listen and, I'm, and I'll respond, okay? And so Anton said your DNA does not change. Here's the thing. Sin does not affect your DNA. Scientists can look at your DNA. And when you sin, your DNA does not change. So we inherit DNA from our ancestors, like Adam and Eve. But that has nothing to do with sin. When Adam and Eve were created, they were created upright just like Anton and me. They were created with DNA that was not sinful. Everybody would agree with that. Adam and Eve weren't born in sin. Even Anton would agree with that. So their DNA, Adam and Eve, is without sin. And then they sinned. That didn't change their DNA. And when Seth was born, he had the DNA inherited from Adam and Eve that's not been affected by sin. Sin does not affect your DNA. Sin is something you do in the heart, in the mind. It's not something that affects your DNA. DNA is something physical, like your DNA that you get from your parents affects, as I said, eye color, hair color, how tall you are. But your DNA won't change because you sin. Has not, they're two completely different things. They're mutually exclusive. So we inherit the DNA of Adam and Eve as they were created, meaning not born in sin. Now, when... Uh, Anton mentioned again Psalms 51, and he said, acts like this proves his position. Psalms 51, verse 5, but that second part of that verse, which is used to prove people are born in sin, it doesn't say in sin I was conceived or in sin I was born. <clears throat> That's not what David said. Everybody listen, listen carefully. In sin did my mother conceive me. 
Now, this is the verse that Anton and others are saying proves people are born in sin. Babies are born in sin. But it says, in sin did my mother conceive me. The person conceived. The little baby is not in sin. The mother's in sin. And this is the verse they use to prove babies are born in sin. And it teaches the mother was in sin when the baby was conceived. Y'all see the difference? So when these people are trying to prove people are being born in sin, they appeal to passages that actually prove the opposite of what they're saying. Let me give you another example of that. And by the way, if you have a Bible question or comment, the number to call if you want to get on the air is 877-655-6755. Another verse that's commonly used to try to prove babies are born in sin, and I suppose this is the number one verse used by the Catholics, and, and after all, the Catholics are the ones who invented this idea of babies being born guilty of original sin, inherited original sin. You can't find it in the Bible. The Catholics invented it. Then the Calvinists took it and ran with it. So here's the number one verse used by the Catholics. Romans, And I should know, I've debated four or five Catholics on this issue, and this is their number one verse. Supposedly proving babies are born in sin. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. I hope you'll look at it, if you can, in your Bible. I realize that some of you may be driving right now, but if you can look at Romans 5.12, Look at it right now. The first part of that verse says, for as by one man's sin entered into the world. Who's that one man? Obviously, Adam. And we know that's true. Sin entered the world through Adam. Before Adam sinned, there was no sin in the world. So when Adam sinned, that was the that was sin entering into the world. He was the first one to sin. Now, let's look at the second part of the verse. And this is, remember, what the chant, the the verse the Catholics use to try to prove babies are born with the, inheriting the original sin. It says, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Now, the way the Catholics and the Calvinists interpret that verse is death, talking about spiritual death, passed upon all men for Adam's sin. That's not what it says. Death passed upon all men. Why? For that all sinned. So the reason that Anton and the reason that Pat die spiritually is not because of Adam's sin. It's because of her own sin. Do you see what I mean when I say these verses used, tried to, that churches used to try to prove original, inherited original sin actually prove the very opposite of that? This doesn't say death, spiritual death, passes upon all men because Adam sinned, that one man sinned. It says death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. That tells you the exact reason that Pat Donahue, at one point in his life, the first time, died spiritually. Why? It had nothing to do with Adam's sin and everything to do with my own sin. As I mentioned, why did Adam and Eve die spiritually? Because of their own sin. God said in Genesis 2.17, in the day that you eat, you shall surely die. He didn't say somebody else would die. He didn't say your, your descendants would die. You notice Isaiah 59 verse 2. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, Talking to the Israelites or about the Israelites, it says, but your iniquities, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. According to the inherited original sin theory, the Israelites would have been separated from God by Adam's sin, right? Because they inherited the guilt of Adam's sin. They say babies are born guilty of sin. So they would have, the babies then are separated from God from birth by Adam's sin. But this verse says, your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you. 
So this verse directly contradicts this inherited original sin theory that babies are born guilty of sin. It says the reason a person is separated from God is because of their own sin. It's just like Ezekiel 18 verse 20 said. Let's read that again because it's so clear. It's as if God wrote this verse hundreds and hundreds of years ago thinking ahead of time that the Catholics might invent a doctrine like this. Ezekiel 18 20 says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. The Catholics and the Calvinists say that the son does bear the iniquity of the father, that you inherit the sin of Adam through your father. This says the son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him. The wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. So if I do something, if you do something righteous, I'm not going to get credit for that. You are. The wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. If Adam does something wicked, he's going to be held responsible for his wickedness. Not me. That seems pretty clear to me. Why do people something like this totally contrary to God's word? I don't know. Ryan from Georgia, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yes, sir. Um, thank you for having me on. Um, I just wanted to just kind of kind of get clarity. Are you? I agree with you when you say that uh, that um, children are that that we we all are born that not born into sin, but that we um, that our sin is really our fault, but that we don't inherit it from Adam. I get that. And I agree with you, but are you saying that babies are born perfect? That's where I disagree. Okay, what did you think about the verse I gave in Ecclesiastes 7.29 that says God made man upright? So I believe, I kind of agree with the guy beforehand that, you know, what God, God's initial creation was perfect, but because love gives free will, uh, we fail. Adam failed, and because of Adam, sin entered into the world. Um, and, and we see that, right? We see that when, when children are born, uh, what teaches a child who, whose brain is developing how to be impatient uh, or how to, or how to, or how to whip and gnash and hit their parents. I've seen that in five month old, five month old babies. Um, I, 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 I certainly believe that through the first Adam, we inherited sin, but it's not Adam's fault. It's our fault. That's where I agree with you. We can't say in our sin that it's Adam's fault. It's our fault. Um, uh, it came from Adam, but we make the decision uh, to be children of wrath, Scripture says. Um, but we have a second Adam. Uh, if by Adam we receive sin, through the second Adam we receive righteousness. So I agree Ryan, with you. I agree with you. Yes. Thank you for your call, okay? Yes, sir. Keep listening. So let's go back to Ecclesiastes 7.29. I'm not sure that Ryan got my point on this. It says, lo, this only have I found that God hath made man upright. And when I asked Anton who that was, Adam or all mankind, he said mankind. So that this verse, he's right. This is talking about mankind. So it's not talking about the original creation. It's talking about mankind. It's not talking about God hath made man upright. Adam is talking about God hath made man, mankind upright. How do I know that? Because it continues by saying, but they have sought out many inventions. In other words, God, it's not just saying God made Adam upright, but he, one person, committed one sin, the original sin, and therefore fell. That's not what it's saying. It said God made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions or sinful schemes. So we know it's not just talking about Adam. It's talking about all of mankind. 
including Anton and including Pat. See, so it's not just talking about the original creation. It's talking about each and every baby, mankind is born upright, completely perfect, completely perfect. Okay. I mean, so the last caller asked, are they born completely perfect? Yes. Every sin that a man commits, he chooses to sin. It's always his choice. Remember, as I said, sin is not something you inherit. It's something you do. You choose to ride a bike. You don't inherit that. You choose to wash your hands. You don't inherit that. Okay. Sin is like that. It's something you choose to do. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Sin is something you do. It's, you don't fall short of the glory of God because of Adam's sin. It's because of your own sin. And all of us have done that. It's always a choice. It's not something we inherit. Appreciate you listening tonight. Appreciate all the good calls. If you would like a free one-hour phone Bible study with me, sometime at your convenience, call or text me at 256-682-9753. If you want a free one-hour phone Bible study with me sometime at your convenience, over the phone, call or text me, 256-682-9753.